And now the uh, the off the off key band starts to play, and it's really annoying. But <laughs> I like it. I also I, I like it as much as I hate it, and it's a weird feeling. I like it because it's uh it's it was it tapped into some nostalgia for me that i didn't know that i had i think because it's like in the lego (laughs) game where it's in like Mm -hmm. star wars galaxies that old computer it was just something that i was like wait i know this yeah uh when when the special edition uh movies came out i bought they had like a 2d cd set of like the star wars soundtrack that had literally every song ever in star wars and then like alternate takes to them and stuff so i listened to that religiously so i have Mm -hmm. the music like pretty ingrained in my head. So when I when I started this, I was like, oh, okay, I want the music to like start the show. Cause like that's a thing. You know, you start the podcast, mm-hmm. there's music. Yeah. But like I felt like the the regular Cantina song was just it's too, too expected. And yeah, it's too obvious. So you go for the the road less traveled and the, and the song less played. So that's what I did. Yeah, we get a lot, we get a lot of compliments for that being the one you chose, Mike. So yeah, I know I'm, I'm sometimes so you made I a make good, good decisions. Sometimes don't. Don't let that bring your opinion of me too high, because because <laughs> I'll just crash it back down. So I, I like to try oh, to geez. stay right right in the middle there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, welcome perfect. everybody. Welcome to, to Black, Star Wars: The Black Series. No, that's not right. Welcome to Black Series Cantina. I'm your host Mike, and I'm Zach. That's right. And today we have a very special guest. We have the famous, the infamous. <laughs> The 3D printer extraordinaire. The one and only. The yeah, I don't know of any others, but this is Land Speeder Luke. Hello, everyone. He did it. He showed very up. first podcast appearance. Oh. Hopefully not the last, but we'll see how well this goes. Yeah, I'm very yeah. honored. <laughs> We're honored you chose us to make your debut. Yeah. Who would have thought? Thank you. Right? Thank you. Thing. Yeah, I am happy to be here, and I um, I have been asked to do others, and I, I turn them down. So it makes oh, it all that makes special. Better, yeah, that makes me feel so good. Actually, like, that is. I was about to ask if you've yeah. gotten any other offers. Like, going. Oh, man. yeah, it's not as special if you've never been asked before, but now it's like oh, to the <laughs> roof. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that I'm on the podcast, and I keep thinking I'm just listening to you guys because I listen to every episode, <laughs> and so I'm just like zoning out with you guys in my ears, and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to say something? Oh, no, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, Luke gets very quiet, and he's like, I'm "Still there?" <laughs> yeah, we do have We're breaking the- news, by the way. Oh, do we breaking breaking? It's not Yak Face news or anything. It's just for all the listeners out there. Lane Speeder Luke's name is Luke. I have confirmation from the. <laughs> I have a certain source, and his name is just, Luke. I was just gonna call him Landy. Landy. Yeah, that works too. I Landy. do get um uh like spam emails that are just like, "Dear Mr. Landspeeder," <laughs> um, or someone someone called me Mr. Landspeeder that like actually follows Mr. me, and I was like, "Okay, first of all, if if you were using my last name, it would be Luke." And yeah. clearly that's my first name. Mm-hmm. Or like, Mr. Luke. That's the name part of the name. Yeah. That's definitely not how the Mr. part works. No one yeah. calls me Mr. Mike. Mr. Yeah, Zach. Exactly. Mr. Mr. Landspeeder. <laughs> Senor Speeder. Uh, Mr. Mr. Landspeeder was my father. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Dr. Landspeeder. 
I like I like where this is going so far. This is fun. Well, we have a fun show for you. Obviously, if you can't tell already, we're all in great spirits. Everything's great. Nothing is wrong in the world. Absolutely nothing is wrong in the world because we're going to spend the next hour or so talking about toys. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, that's what I love to do. I love talking toys. I love to talk about toys. It's like the one thing I'm passionate about, which is (laughs) really weird. But we aren't here to talk about just toys, specifically Black Series six-inch figures. If you want 3.75-inch news, you got to go somewhere else. Because there is 3.75-inch news. Like, like there were some pre-orders today, and no one could pre-order them, and everyone's super mad. And as a Black Series collector, I was like, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) I'm over here just fine, (laughs) but that sucks. If you want that news, you got to get on the podcast that I said no to. Oh, is that it? Yeah, one one of these days recently, <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to Out of the Basement crew. I was I was listening to one of their, uh, it's called uh, Figure It Out, right? Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday or something, I think they do. And like the first half of it, they started talking about like the vintage collection. I'm, like, I'm sorry, guys, I gotta fast forward this. So I like you know tap a couple times. And they start talking about you know the news that we got today. So. If you want 3.7 much news, got to go somewhere else. But here, yeah, Black Series only. That's right. I will say though, just a fun fact: uh, the Out of the Basement episode is our number one downloaded episode by a lot. So, uh, thanks, 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 Nate and Justin for for helping us out with that. Yep. So that means, awesome. Luke, you got to do a lot of uh, marketing for us if you want to be number right. one. You got to get to go out there and. I'll do a, uh, a giveaway, course. and you have to prove that you listened to the whole thing. <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask like three questions that the answers will be in the episode, and you'll have to, uh, and I'll just give away something really cool. Ooh, make one of the answers be in the Patreon only part. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh, there like an, an extra, extra. Yeah, that helps us out on the other end. So yeah, I like <laughs> it's like one of those evil ideas. That's also a really good one. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, uh, so the last episode, well, the last episode went up a little late. Uh, I just wanted to say sorry about that. I was gone. Very busy. Very busy. I was busy. I was at TFCon and it was a lot of fun. Um, But uh, this one hopefully won't be. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, speaking of Patreon, Mm -hmm. I do want to give a shout out to our two new Patreon members. We got Donnie and Mark Carp. It's it ends in a PF. Is that Carp? I like it. You know what? I don't know. But I appreciate it, Donnie and Mark. Two new patrons. Big shout out to you guys for joining the Patreon. I like the name. It's a good name. Keep it. It's a solid name. It's a solid name. Solid name. And if for you listening, if you would like to join Patreon, patreon.com slash Black Series Cantina. Go to my Instagram, links in the bio. Two dollars, five dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever a month. You can join, get the video version. At so the $5. video version is only in the $5, but yep. you will get great things such as our little intro banter with Lance Peter Luke here that actually went over some really fun stuff that you only will listen to if you you watch the video of actually seeing us. It was a good 15 more minutes watching. of content. It was a good 15 yeah, minutes of content. So we like to have extra stuff just for those Patreon supporters, a little, a little something, something, if you will. Lots of swearing. Yeah, that's true. We actually had a whole conversation about that. It was great. 
Because you, you need a credit card to get on Patreon, so that's the 18 plus portion. That's true. You can't be on Patreon as a little as a little baby. If you're a little baby and you're on Patreon, you get out. If you're a little baby and you're listening to us right now, hi. Goo goo goo. Well, should we get into fine editions or uh, yeah. the next, yeah. the next yeah. part? We should talk about fine editions. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's have the the guest of honor go first. Yeah. What are your fine additions? Did you get anything recently? good? Uh, yeah. So I also describe it in great detail because we can't see you. Because you can't see. Yeah. Well, I got. Uh, it's all everyone's seen it before. But um, <laughs> I so I had been a hundred percent completionist since the new Galaxy line started. Okay. And that wasn't like an initial choice. I that was the first time that I found figures in the wild. Uh. And I like, you know, had to talk to the Target employee, and she went in the back, and she came out with the best Garmando figure, Ooh. and I couldn't believe it. And um, there was a Stormtrooper and a Tebow sitting on the peg, and uh, it was very, you know, just, it was just a memorable moment because I just was like, mm-hmm. "There's no way that there's like another case back there." Um, and so she came out with with holding Mando in one hand and the box in the other hand, and I didn't even, I just picked Vader. Mando, I think. I think I left like Akbar and I left a couple others that I, uh, it was, yeah, I just wasn't like fully in on it yet. Um, and then I later bought it. So I had been 100% of the Galaxy line, including all the GameStop exclusives and whatnot, until just like all the recent troopers had been coming out on GameStop. And so I was like, you know what? I always find these in person at GameStop. I'm going to give myself something to like, some reason to go in and look forward to finding something in store. And so I uh, was visiting family uh, last weekend and walked into a GameStop uh, and found the uh, the new Battlefront trooper. And they had the, uh, the Knight Brother as well, which I'd picked up... Uh, I got him for like six months ago for like 35 bucks at uh, the Frankenstein show uh, in LA here, which is just like, a, I love that one, show. It's a great show. Yeah, There's this yeah. one booth that uh, always gets these things like day one super and early like, I, or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like I found, and they're, they're probably, you know, you're paying 35 bucks if you're ordering one from GameStop anyway. And mm-hmm. it, if you pay cash, it's all in. And so I found like Antoc Merrick there. I found, um, was the uh, Galen Urso like months ago? Um, got my Cassian Andor there like way before they showed up here. Um, and uh, sometimes like I they've I bought um, they had Crosshair Imperial Crosshair there when he first showed up, uh, and I think I paid sixty five for him to do as a giveaway just since it was a hot figure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I, it was nice to walk into a GameStop and leave with mm-hmm. <laughs> with something because uh, I I honestly think I've done that maybe three or four times in the two years that I've been collecting. Um, and I guess maybe two and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Once was Jar Jar and then that initial Beskar Mando wave. And so, uh, yeah, but now I'm having FOMO of the Umbra Trooper since uh, that's all sold out. But um, I ordered him Fordo and the 212th from Star Action Figures in the UK. And um, I think it ends up coming out to like around 30, 35 per figure after shipping and after currency conversion and all that and i was like those are you know they're exclusives they're sold out and uh the 212 i'm like i'm not gonna do the whole walgreens drive around with gas prices what they are now so oh yeah absolutely um, mm-hmm. so i was like yeah. it was nice just to have those locked in uh, i don't know when i'll get them but um and then i also got the galactic creatures pack from disney in the mail uh nice. yesterday or two days ago um 
the box was a little damaged. I was a little bummed about that, but um, uh, but it's a cool little set. Something about multi packs I really like. Like I wish they did more uh, two packs of figures, uh, even if it was like a re release, like mm-hmm. like a build a pack where it's like, yep. here's Ahsoka and Rex and like a little hologram and a couple mm-hmm. extra, you know, just mm-hmm. something basic. Um, is uh, like that Luke and Yoda two pack. The yep. amount of like. Cause it's like, you know, I, I don't, we don't really play with our figures at our age, you know, it's, we just kind of open them, pose them and stick them on the shelf. And so, uh, I feel you know, personally. Times, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have made assumptions. Um, no, that's but, about uh, right. I just feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I, um, you know, you just take the figure out, you put the gun in the hand and then you're done. Like, you're like, okay, what's next check let me go yep. check my tracking info for the other stuff yeah. Yeah. It's so that, true. that like luke and yoda pack it's like you uh you open it and it's like an hour worth of just mixing and matching different things and grabbing little photos of them and that kind of thing so yeah. uh, i hope we see more of that in uh black series mm-hmm. but considering sure. that that was on clearance and it's still available i don't know that that's gonna really be a selling point that's but um, I think that's all that I got this week. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's come in. Um, I, I've got my eye on the uh, Calcastus lightsaber from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that was a fun um, announcement. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for that for a while. Um, I have a theory. I've got, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we got the Kenobi show coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of fans are hoping that Cal makes an appearance in there. You know, maybe Obi-Wan is telling him to hide in the trailer. You know what I mean? They announced a Cal Kestis trailer or a saber at Disney mm-hmm. like a month or month and a half before the show comes out, two months before the show comes out. The dots are right there. Yeah. Hopefully, you think hopefully we're gonna see Cal Kestis. I, I, I wouldn't using the I actor, like I wouldn't predict it, but you know, I would it feels... like it feels like it. It's the timing, you know what I mean, is is perfect for it. So, and also, well, I think like, we're also going to get. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I just I know we're also going to get uh, Jedi Fallen Order two information announcement. In May. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just feels yeah. too. You know, there's only like a couple Jedi left at this point anyway. So it's like it's we've true. got the actor. Mm-hmm. He's clearly still involved. You know, he showed up to take the picture there. Yep, right, good right time frame yeah for the show. um if you watch the uh, documentary for jedi fallen order like the lucasfilm story team is there they talk to them every single day and they show up once a week or something like that but i, I remember them saying they talk every single day about every little detail like mm-hmm. they the, you know that is fully canon i believe that that game and with yes, the new it game, is, it's, it's like yep. Yeah. How could they not tie it in in, in some yeah, way, yeah. even if it's just for a moment? You know, we even saw Bracca in Bad Batch, which was Cal's home yep. planet, and we just mm-hmm. got the BD droid and Mando. So it's like they're they're working on meshing those two stories and those timelines. It just feels yep. silly and that they would, wouldn't bring him in. He has experience with Inquisitors, and you know, spoiler yeah. for the game, but Vader, you yeah. know, so. That was that was it could happen. Man, that that Vader, like it was not even a fight. It's it's an escape. <laughs> and I mean, it they was, did that so perfectly. Hey, you don't yes, actually fight did. him, you just have to run. No, him. it was so it was that was like I, my, my blood was like racing. My heart was racing playing that. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. I game. had that I had that moment spoiled for me by a YouTube thumbnail. Like the day uh, that I got uh, to that scene. Yeah. I was just like like I wasn't even following any star wars accounts at that time and it just yeah. it showed up and i was mm-hmm. like, come on that <laughs> yeah. sucks that yeah sucks. 
Mike, what are your uh, fine additions for? Yeah, let's see. Where do we start? Yeah, well, I'm going to start with one thing that's not Black Series, but still is Star Wars. And at TFCon, I picked up my first ever that I bought because I've had people send me stuff. Mm -hmm. SH Figure Arts figure. I got the SH Figure Arts Boba Fett. Tatooine Rhapsody uh, style. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, you know, I uh I was just kind of bored one night. I'm like, you know what? I got some guitars because I got the turtle, the neck of turtles with the instruments. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I want to give him a guitar. And then I had the figure of me someone made. And so I took the saxophone from that. And because I play sax uh in in the real life, in the real world. So I just, you know, it's kind of fun. I figured it's gonna have a little band thing, but I really like him. There's some weird things in here that I wasn't expecting. So, for instance, um, his holster here. I don't know if you can really see. I guess I can make myself bigger because that's yeah, that's good, yeah, thing, go. That's a thing that happens. There we go. Uh, he has a holster back here. There's a blaster in it, but it's not a real blaster. He comes with an empty holster that you can swap it out for and a blaster separate. Oh wow! Hmm. So yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, why are there like two blasters here? Because I thought that this was really a blaster. It's not. It's just a. It's a faux blaster in, in the holster. So, uh, but I like it. It's a lot of fun. It was a little expensive. You know, it's one hundred and eight dollars. I got it at TFCon, and um, that's like four Black Series figures. So mm-hmm. it was a lot. Yeah. But uh, it was stupid Dan Larson's pictures that he kept posting about it, and I was like, fine, so fine, question. yeah. Are you going to get the Boba Fett one that's the Black Series one? Are you going to yes. get that one? Still? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do a comparison video. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, that, that was my plan. I was like, well, I could get a video out of it. And then it's a write-off on my taxes. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, another thing I got that I actually forgot to talk about last week because it came. It, it took a little while for it to get to my mailbox. Or I just didn't check my mailbox for a while. But I got this really cool little pin <laughs> from some random stranger on Dang, that's yeah fire. oh i got mine handy too oh yeah it's a really cool pin from this guy uh, i think he's, a, he's an instagram guy um it's some it's like a ground runner <laughs> luke or i don't know I, I, it's nice to see you guys cannot wait to open them okay. <laughs> <laughs> i like to keep uh, it uh, like pristine yeah, thank you I like this could be worth money one day i yeah. have it i have it sitting like right here on my desk my so. initial plan with those, and I kind of wish I'd done it from the start, was so I actually had the designs ready to go for the orange line, the blue line, and the red line. Uh-huh. And so the idea was to get the minimum quantity of the red line, and if I sold enough to make back my money, I would order the blue and orange one and do like a three-pack. But right. I think uh, they were – I don't think I sold – maybe I'm just now breaking even. Like I've been selling one or two – or maybe one a week or so. Like I sold yeah. a bunch uh, right mm. off the bat, um, but uh, I've still got most of them sitting here. And I think it was, I, I think collectors really like to have some sort of context for the items that they buy. You got to think about where it's going to go on your shelf. Yeah, um, and so I think I should have just done a series right off the bat. And I think selling the three pack or three separate individuals would have been more successful because then you have a, you, you have a, you have a collection, you have an actual, yeah. you have the context for it instead of just like, oh, I'm not really a pin guy, so I'm going to pass on that. I yeah. wasn't a pin guy for a long time, but uh, the course of just doing like loot crates and geek fuels mm-hmm. and doing those unboxings, I just I have a huge collection of pins and I actually kind of like getting pins now. I would never go buy pins, but I 
have a very large pin collection somehow. I was just in uh, this local shop uh, near me and they had the, I think it was an Entertainment Earth exclusive lounge fly pin set of the three original logos for Star Wars, Mm -hmm. Empire and Jedi. And uh, I'd seen that online and kind of, they had, they have Clone Wars, they got Mandalorian and they got uh, some other, like Mm -hmm. I think Rogue One, but they had sold out of the original trilogy and I was kind of bummed and he had it for just five bucks over retail. And so I I snapped that this week as well. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but uh, but see, it's like now I've got the context. So then I went online yeah. and ordered the other logo pins <laughs> um, as well. So I learned my own lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on, uh, I also picked up the carbonized short trooper and actually did a video on this on all of the carbonized sets. If uh, you're listening to this and you want to get my full thoughts on them, uh, but suffice to say, this this gold beauty right here, he is resplendent. I really like him a lot. Um, my original order of him it was back ordered and then it got canceled. And then I found one for pickup at a target, like is a little bit of ways, but it was, it was drivable. Uh, so I did that and then I drove there and then I was walking down the aisle and I saw a bunch on the pegs. So instead of picking up the one I ordered, I grabbed the one off the pegs and canceled the one I ordered. Cause I was buying other stuff and I figured I would just buy it all together. Not a big deal. But when I scanned it, it came up as 30 bucks instead of $23. So I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So I flagged the person down and they, mm-hmm. they adjusted it. But that was that's my story on how I got wow. that. Wow. Then yeah, I know. Riveting stories. I'm all about stories. I got uh, the, the next uh, thing I picked up. Oh, sorry. It's all good. I got Ooh. the General Grievous from Walmart, the Clone Wars all white General Grievous. He's got a new cloak, I guess. It's different. It looks different. It's all different. But yeah, other than that, yeah. he's just why well, I haven't actually opened him yet because I haven't got to him. I've been doing a lot of other other videos. I've been actually doing a lot of videos lately. It's been fun, like I used to. Uh, and then, oh yeah, uh, I got the jet trooper. Woo-hoo. So there's that, and I did a video on that. I got because I thought it was canceled, and it turned out not to be canceled. I got a night brother. So even though it said canceled. <laughs> it wasn't, and I got another one of those. And then lastly, <clears throat> but not leastly, I got the creature pack as well, and I love it. Uh, all, I just today, earlier, posted a video on it, so it's empty because I took them all out. And I now have a salacious crumb sitting next to my job of the hut, even though it doesn't say salacious crumb mm-hmm. anywhere on here. Not, not here, <laughs> not here. It's, it's definitely still, salacious it's, crumb. It's still definitely salacious crumb. So uh, he'll be sitting next to my job, my Jabba. And during the course of making the video, I kind of realized how dumb Minox are. Why do they have wings? You don't need wings to fly through space. It's really inconvenient for the shelf because I'm just gonna like tape it to my. Yeah, wall what do you do with it? Yeah, <laughs> what do, you, do you do? You prop it up somewhere? Is it just lying on the ground? Like, what do you do with a mic? I got a uh, I got a solution for you on my Patreon. Oh, actually, I don't know oh, if I still have that. That might have been one. I don't think that's even on my Patreon. It was one of my first files that I downloaded. It was the ramp of the Falcon with the two poles, uh-huh. and then the little top piece of the Falcon. Um, and I have a clip that you kind of put the Minoc wing into, and it. Oh. It bends and it kind of floats, and it I was able to get it just right so it stays kind of level, and it looks like it's kind of you know how uh, those like sideshow statues will have pieces like 
Mm-hmm. They'll have like mm-hmm. Baby Yoda floating next to Mando, and yeah. you kind of hide the little the place where. So I, I kind of took that style. But um, now that it's readily available, I should uh, make something like that. Um, for the yeah, Patreon. a lot, lot more people are going to be getting my knocks. Exactly. They probably yeah. already mm-hmm. have best pinhans, so I think it's a good that's a good idea. Yep. Yep. And that's that's what I got. So your turn. Awesome. Oh wait, right this thing. There ah, I'm big now. Okay, so. Big mode. I am. I guess I'll kind of start where you left off a little bit. I also got the Walmart General Grievous. Nice. Fortunately for me and you, I noticed you posted it too. They didn't ship it in a bag. They actually shipped it in a box with yeah. bubble in there and everything. So really excited about this. Um, it Would you say it's a fine edition this is a very fine edition this is a top-notch fine edition to my collection and it it really is beautiful i love the i love the box on like the black and the white it also got me a lot of views on tiktok live when i was showing it off so appreciate people tuning into that Lottie, um, that's right if you want to check out zach's tiktok that is at the star wars black series thanks TikTok. for the plug you're Thanks welcome. I also am Mike Case 82 on TikTok. If you want to see my two videos I've made, and the last one I think was especially good. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Oh, it's just uh, my my toy with a saxophone playing Careless Whisper. No, oh. <laughs> I'm sure that's a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks to big shout out to 501st Supply on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He found in the town I actually went to college in. Um, I'm actually trying to get him to go to Nashville with me to uh, uh, ICC Con because he lives pretty close to that. Um, Jet Trooper hooked nice. me up with that and the Knight Brother Warrior. So I tried, right? So I tried to get the Jet Trooper. Um, or wait, I'm confused here. Yeah, I, try, I went to like three GameStops trying to get the Jet Trooper. All were empty. I was even messaging like Justin from out of the basement. Oh, I would have given you my second one. I have, I've got two. <laughs> oh well, wow. <laughs> well, I had no idea. I've got two. I I, I pre-ordered one in store and I I ordered one online and I got I got both. So wow, wish I would have known. Well, I think Justin yeah. might be needing one, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know. If he does, if anyone needs one, I I have one that I will put right back in the box and send out. But you know what's funny about this one. Um, 501 Supply shipped it to me and then I forgot to cancel my pre-order and two days later it shipped from GameStop and I was like oh, so now you what? have two yes <laughs> so now I have two <laughs> and but I never uh, I had, I still never got this so I got this from uh. 501 Supply so shout out so I'm going to set those there how good is that Night Brother Warrior though dude he pops off the shelf like crazy like the he colors looks on so this good. I cannot wait to get the, the the next one the archer yeah but yeah the Night Brother Warrior is he is insanely worth it like whenever the first announced I knew it'd be cool and the nude pop off the shelf but the color on it mm-hmm. he is sweet and then I finally I have another one on the shelf finally got my favorite clone of all time the 501st clone I think it's my favorite because they look so cool next to Anakin, you know, charging into the Jedi Temple. And they were on the cover mm-hmm. of my favorite video game of all time, the OG Battlefront 2, 2005. Oh, yeah, that was um, a good game. Yep. So I absolutely adore 501st clones, and I finally have multiple of these 
And you have to have multiple Fabo first clones. You can't just have one Fabo first clone, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can. You're wrong, but you you can. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I also got Boss. RC. Is that, is that Boss Nass? This is not Boss Nass for the listeners. This is RC. Is it one one three eight? Am I getting that confused? I don't think I have the box near. I don't me. remember. I don't remember his call, his number. Republic Commando, the Diet Commando is what we like to call him. Um, <laughs> since he is obviously, you know, thinner than how he was in the how he was in the game. But he actually he's he looks pretty awesome. Um on camera he looks really red, but in person he's actually pretty orange. Um obviously it's not like a super great figure by any means, but it's actually pretty solid and it looks really cool on the shelf. So I would recommend people actually get this if you want a Republic Commander because we know at this point they're not going to make a new mold for it. So this is the best no. you're going to get. Nope. Yeah. Because really they've already announced, one. you know. Um, I don't know why one? I want it. I don't know why I want that figure because I never played the game. Well, I, I tried to play and I didn't mm. age as well for me. And then I uh, really don't have any that much connection to the character. But once I started seeing it in hand, I was like, I want that. Yeah, and I think when they announced this, that's kind of the point I had on it because I didn't have too strong feelings about it, not not being a new mold because mm -hmm. I don't connect with the character. I never played the game, so he he's he stands in the back of my shelf and you can't even see him from the waist down, you know, on the shelf. So mm -hmm. you know he looks like good enough on the shelf for me. And then lastly, but not leastly, we have the Umbra Trooper. That awesome black and yellow, and you can see like how I'm the so skirt jealous. The, I'm so with the art trooper seething with and, jealousy over here. And because the figure is mostly black, like the art trooper mold is so perfect because it just looks like his skirt is black leather. I know it's hard for mm -hmm. on the camera, you can't tell, but in person, it looks like it's black leather compared to like his shiny boots and his shiny thigh armor and stuff. And I actually put it next to the art trooper echo. The little ammo pack on the chest is on the other side, so it actually looks like it's not just a straight rehash, you know, of the Echo. So that's one of those figures that when your friend who doesn't know anything about Star Wars comes over and is looking at your collection, you're like, <laughs> "That guy's cool." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, this dude he stands out big time, especially next because all the clones are usually white. Mm -hmm. You got some blue, orange, you know, a red thrown in there, but this dude by all the clones. Looks absolutely amazing on the show. You need to get a squad of him and the Knight Brothers. Right? So, yeah, maybe right. the Knight Brother, this is just him in armor. Maybe people mm -hmm. are going to think that when they look at the shelf. Yes, that's the story. I like it. It's your headcanon. <laughs> yeah, that's the headcanon. So, really, it's like a legendary fine additions for me. You know? It was a I great fine like, additions. I feel like, like we all had great fine additions. Yep. So, you can make me even size now because that's, that's all I got. I had Sounds to end it with the Umbra <laughs> Thanks Trooper. for reminding me. There we go. Yeah. yeah, the Umbra Trooper is so awesome. He got me a lot of views on TikTok, too. So shout out to everybody who, all the 60,000 people who watched that video. Not to Dang brag or anything. Boy. Oh, yeah, you're bragging a little bit. <laughs> Not to brag or anything. But... You're bragging a little bit. You know, I'm actually, I have like 5,900 TikTok followers now, so I'm I'm growing. I'm, I'm the Dang. biggest black series specific account on on tiktok so i'm actually now i might be more of a tiktok, a TikTok creator than an instagram creator at this point so watch out I gotta, everybody i gotta change my advertising yeah that's right i thought about making one for my 3d printing stuff just because it's so 
for sure. Like it's so process based, and I feel like yeah. that kind of stuff uh, suits the TikTok format. Good well. stuff does. Love people love process based videos on yeah. TikTok. Because yeah, you can really understand, like even in real life, when I tell people I do three D printing or like I show them uh-huh. the printers, they you see them just going like, mm-hmm. what what the what's going on? Like, like it's so hard to kind of understand. Yeah. yeah, they're like. Yeah. Because also then it looks like the printer's doing everything. So like, okay, mm-hmm. so what did you actually do? Um, I hit print, like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to explain like the designing of the files and everyone. I always get, uh, yeah. like, oh, so what does that, what does that mean? Um, so I think showing like from, from drawing on the software to, uh, to airbrush and airbrushing super satisfying to watch as well. Yes, yeah. it is. I love um, it. When, when I first started getting like heavily into YouTube, I would watch a lot of customization stuff, mm-hmm. like painting and, mm-hmm. and molding just specifically for that because it's relaxing to watch. So just sitting there and watching someone work on something like that and seeing it go from nothing into something, I just it's really satisfying. I love it. So. Yeah. And especially on TikTok, like 3D printing is really popular on TikTok. And like the toy collecting community is really big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So you're like a mesh of those. I think every action figure customizer also should have a TikTok because yeah. um, just showing the process from start to finish. And then, you know, you pick like, you know, a trendy song or like a trendy, like a funny little quirky line that like in a movie that people do. And then that gets you a lot of views too. So, uh, and there, there's this one guy on TikTok who, 3d prints like helmets and weapons usually marvel stuff like he has his own 3d printed iron man suit and he's put like tech inside of it to where he like touches his fingers and like his helmet opens up and stuff like that and just like the videos of him showing how we like build that like they go insane so i I would recommend it i think it's a really good platform to yeah tiktok's also much better at putting your videos in front of people who aren't following Mm -hmm. It's yeah, their algorithm kind of a, is real good. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think I could find a lot more people there. I also am like been wanting to make some videos that kind of explain 3D printing to people who have never done it before. So it's like, you know, my Patreon audience mm-hmm. is very limited to Star Wars collectors who also are have 3D printers. And so mm-hmm. there's been a good number of people that have bought printers in order to join the Patreon because it's only it's like a $250 initial investment to really get started. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know you can print a lot of it and that's like almost the cost of some of the dioramas printed just because the amount of time Mm -hmm. they take um but i think it's one of those things that people see and think oh i I don't know how to do that because before quarantine i never touched 3d modeling software i had never touched a 3d printer and it was actually someone else's idea to get the printer and i was Mm -hmm. like oh that sounds fun let me let me see and i pulled out the ipad and i was like oh let me check out see which software i should use um so i want to really kind of introduce more people to 3d printing just because it's such a cool it's such a fun addition mm-hmm. to collecting, especially to fill the gaps in between mm-hmm. stuff coming out yeah. um, to be able to just make your own stuff and, and flesh out your shelves. Yeah, you and I actually talked about that a little bit uh, about 3D printing and stuff because I've been thinking about dabbling myself. Mm-hmm. So. And it is a little intimidating, you know, thinking about yeah, starting it. Sure. Like, do you have time to actually design something or, or you know, like get yeah. the file and actually do it? So. Um, I was uh, printing within two hours of opening the box. The first print was going, and uh, I just followed a YouTube video and set it up. And then I was printing my own stuff within like a week of downloading the software. So, Um, were you? Did you always have like sort of? Were you always really good at designing things growing up? Or um, I uh, I I went to art school um, and I studied uh, digital art with um, concentration of photography. 
but uh, I had never done any sort of uh, CAD drawing or like anything really. Mm -hmm. um, so Photoshop was the only software that I was familiar with. Um, but the, the software that I use on the iPad is super simple. It's very limited, which is frustrating sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also very approachable because it's not overwhelming. And they have video tutorials. It's called Shaper 3D. And uh, it's free to download. And I think you can save up to two files. And then it's like 20-something a month. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I just did that. And I made this like moisture vaporizer that uh, was pretty screen accurate, completely unprintable. That's one of the things that you really have to learn how the printers work and how to split mm -hmm. the files and stuff. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a, I was like, if you had shown me this five hours ago, I would have never believed that I could have made that or like mm -hmm. that I was going to make this today. Like it was just such a, um, from opening the software to then a few hours later having something in 3d. And, and also there's uh, in everything that I've done art wise in my life, nothing has been more satisfying than, sitting on the couch, drawing something on the iPad while watching <laughs> Mando reruns. And then you go to bed and you wake up the next morning and it's right there in your, in your house. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a really That's the cool future. Process. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Like I did this uh, one yeah. thing that I'll, I'll send you guys that, uh, I was just on the phone with my brother one evening and thought of it and it's pretty complex. It was like 10 different pieces. And, uh, I was on the phone with him. And I was like, Oh, I just thought of this really cool idea. And, by like 2 p.m. the next day, the thing was printed, painted, like ready to go. And uh, it's it's a really fulfilling uh, experience creatively. That's cool. I'm, I mean, I, I'm kind of right there where you were at the beginning. Like I have no idea where to even start. So anything, listening to any of this stuff is fascinating to me and I'm here for it. So uh, before we get too into that, because I had so many questions to ask you, the first one was, how'd you get started 3D printing? So we answered that. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Zach's going somewhere. Zach's bored. Yeah, I wanna, <laughs> you bored uh, Zach uh, in your story. <laughs> I want to jump in. I want to jump in real quick because I wish I yeah, would have grabbed this earlier. I meant to, but I forgot. A long time ago, I posted, does anybody have like a good stand for a Darth Vader melted helmet? And then literally within like half oh, an hour, yep. Lance Peter Luke was like, I have, you remember this, Luke? You remember yeah. you made, it literally within like, was it 30 minutes you had it like designed and we're printing it and then, yep. and yeah, and then this, so this, and it was kind of hard to tell because I'm also wearing black, but so I put the helmet yeah, on And there. then you're putting a black helmet on a black thing in front of know, Maybe shirt. if I get out of the, yeah. the frame and then put it up, it's like, yeah. you know, hey, right, let's, I got this little LED. Hey, look oh, at that. I like style. There we there go. go. Yeah. yeah. So for those vi um, video watchers there, they're getting an eye full of it right now. Yeah. I just blinded oh, this myself. Is, Holy this is crap. Good podcast material. No. Oh, it's great <laughs> podcasting material. Audio wise, <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lance Peter Luke is the master. Yeah. Now yes. imagine well, how fun get... it is when it's your own idea. And then you just think it's like, oh, I, I want, wouldn't it be cool on the shelf to have this? And then like within a couple hours, it's sitting right there. It's, pretty addictive could you 3d print your own 3d printer so you have two 3d printers um i've Ooh. seen th there's a lot of accessories that you can make that you 3d print and so a lot of people mod their printers with their printers which is pretty that's cool, cool to think about um that's really cool you would need some computer components but i think you could you could print a lot of it okay that's good to know yeah um but so I, we have I two can't pieces make of you one. Oh, well, that's, oh well, that was actually my next question right. so <laughs> i guess 
why did I even invite you on here if you can't make me a 3D printer out of your 3D printer? <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> Gotta kick them off. I'm, yeah, right? Uh, no, uh, we have two pieces of news I kind of want to go over before we ask more questions about Luke. Um, the first is the Yak Face news saying that we're going to be getting more pre-orders coming on April 7th. So that's apparently going to be the next big announcement thing. Do we have any theories on what we'll be getting? Um, well, it's funny. He put in that thing. It, it had Vintage Collection, Black Series, and a Gaming Grades logo. And it said Mainline, Fan Channel, and Exclusive. So mm-hmm. odds are we're getting another Gaming Grades or two more Gaming Grades. Um, We've I also guess. Go ahead. Got, we've also got a few confirmed pipeline figures and then some rumored figures from yak that's true what mm-hmm. what is in the pipeline uh let's refresh everyone's memory because i honestly can't. i know i think um is it figure it was dan? we've got figure and dan princess leia ewok village kiati mundi and ayla sakura right and then jesse yeah. arc trooper jesse is that's tvc rumored oh he's rumored uh, yeah yeah. yeah, I'm on the I'm on Yak Faces like Master Skew list. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. oh, and then we had Clone Wars Mall was confirmed by. That's right, uh, Clone Wars. I'm yeah. super excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Super excited right. for that. And then rumor. Yeah, so maybe got, we'll get that a picture of that finally. We've got Axe Woves, mm-hmm. uh, Din Jaren in the tank trooper disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Grief Karga Magistrate, which is the red season, season two. two look, and then the New Republic security droid, which is. Is that the one from the Ahsoka episode? Uh, that's, that's the one, one from the, the prison the, break. The, yeah, the prison, prison break. break when they're getting the toilet yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, got, we got a squad of four of them in the... Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Final he takes them all out. Them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. So uh, hopefully we'll be seeing some of those things physically with our own eyeballs on the 7th. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll pre-order them, and then we'll get them middle or end of 2023 at this point who knows yep. <laughs> the uh the bush uh archive wave hasn't gone up yet right for order grand moff target no, not yet oh, so nope. maybe we'll see those Palpatine and dengar yeah, those could go up for pre-order too i guess yeah sure well, those those mm-hmm. are up the, the dengar and palpatine wave. oh yeah yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah those are but not the not the next it's wave not the they, next uh, yeah. they announced they just we haven't because yeah. we haven't yeah. seen Leia in the Bush disguise or Han Solo with the face printing. Right. So those are going to be, because it's a it's Force Awakens Han Solo. So yep. those I'm be. definitely buying both of those. Uh, that's a must for me. I think I'm going to pass, unless it's, what else was in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm passing on Tarkin. I don't care about him. I already have him, and he already has 3D, the, mm-hmm. the upgraded face. Like, yeah, it's a great looking that. figure already. So so you don't you don't really need him. At least they always mean. throw in like one archive figure that doesn't make sense for some reason. Yeah. Like I just don't get it. <laughs> like like the uh, skiff guard Lando, which is still available to buy off Amazon, <laughs> like for retail price. <laughs> if they pack Ridiculous. them in the new galaxy, like imagine Tarkin in a Bad Batch packaging with the mural, oh, and then yeah. maybe like a, mm-hmm. the way they have the gaming great sticker. Like if we had a, a archive sticker on there, yeah, I would totally rebuy that. But if mm-hmm. it's in the archive packaging, I don't really have a need for that. Yeah, yeah, they're, I feel like it's kind of a mistake. Not like kind of Zach says that every time that the archive comes up, is he thinks that it should all just, just be in the, in the galaxy packaging, just yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I agree, it, it would actually tempt me to buy it more than it just being in an archive wave because I don't mm-hmm. care about that packaging. 
but I do care about the mural and I don't want a hole in my mural, which is dumb. Yeah, because if they also did that, they could like for people who are completionists like you, like if, yeah. so instead of, if they straight re-release Tarkin and new mural mural art, you would you could also argue that I already have this figure, but if they threw in like a small like accessory, just something plastic mm-hmm. that's this big, like a little Death Star, like you know hologram looking thing, yeah. just anything that you think th- that three think- cups. Yeah, Three there you cups. go. Perfect. <laughs> I'm on a whole cup collection. I'm up to yeah. six now, so yeah. let's go. <laughs> then all the all the completionists would have to get it, and a lot of yeah. people would get it for that extra accessory. So. It comes down to uh, planograms. They need to have different lines of products yes. that all fall in this. So the, the archive line is a separate skew, so that gets mm-hmm. their own peg, and it's wow. a whole separate... It's one of those things that's like way above my understanding of uh, mar- uh, merchandising and uh, mass production. Mm-hmm. For sure, but, yeah. but from what I've I mean, heard, I, it comes down to to that kind of stuff. So they need to have different price points and different, you know. Right. You know, that's why we have the uh, the mission fleet collection yeah. and and all of that. Yeah, I kind of missed the. I like the Galaxy of Heroes five inch line. I actually liked it, and it, it kind of sucks that I guess it's gone now because they haven't done anything with it in forever. But uh, I thought it was a fun little line. The uh, the Disney toy box line is really cute too. Like I have a couple of those as well. Yeah, absolutely. Those have tempted me a few times. Yeah, I found the Boba Fett with the starship, and I was like, "That's actually kind of cool." Yeah, it is. No context for the for the for the piece, though. Sure. If I buy Uh, one, I gotta get the whole thing. Yeah. The next two pieces of news, we got two figures announced and pre-orders went up. Well, first I want to say. Before we announce it, Go ahead. it was cool because one of our bigger complaints with Hasbro in general, especially the Star Wars team, is they don't really do a lot of yeah. fan involvement. So they did this where they gave the announcements to different like content creators or or big pillars in the. It wasn't us. I mean, it was. I'm. I'm not going to. Yeah, be the canteen that didn't get chain, one. You know, know. but, but no, we do have a, a fairly you know, solid audience. Actually, that's one of the reasons, and I guess it's a plug for our Twitter. I made a Twitter account because I figured maybe that would help. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it would help. So yeah, I need you to follow us on that. Twitter. Yeah, I need to start tweeting from that. I don't think we have an official tweet yet, so I, oh, I need to. I've, I've, I've made a. Did you make a tweet? I did. I'm, maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I didn't see but, our own tweet. I need to log in there and start tweeting more. Yeah. So I just, I just want to give props to Hasbro. Uh, yep, we're doing yep. something a little bit more community based, you know, giving giving the announcements to kind of the normies, I guess, instead of doing it like they usually do. And I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, I love so um, Go ahead. I was gonna say I love Fly Guys or Fly Guys Toys. I forget what the <laughs> account is called that did the other uh, thirteenth clone just because yep. they mm-hmm. were both <laughs> they announced it and then they both go, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, I don't remember this guy at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you want to? Yep. So we got two yeah. Gaming Greats figures: the Fallen Order Thirteenth Battalion Clone Trooper and the Gaming Greats. Uh, I know everybody loves this one: the Republic Commando, the F- Fixer. So he's the green one, and I know everybody's mad that he doesn't have that extra green up on his torso area, right? You know, what I'm talking about. He has like an extra green yep. like patch that Hasbro seems to have left off. Um. My biggest issue with this is was the price to pre-order them from GameStop after shipping because I thought it was over thirty-five dollars 
free shipping, like bam, it's so it's super worth it. But then you had to order two of the same figure. So if you order well, one because the price isn't over $35 unless the shipping is added. So it doesn't it doesn't count. Yeah. So if you order yeah. you know one of each, yes, you're paying a total of $72, I think, or 74. It's anywhere from 70 to 74, I think. For the which is just 36 bucks a figure. And to me, and one of them being a Republic Commando, you know, that Republic Commando specifically was like super not worth it. So I didn't pre order these. And I'm just going to, and then game, gaming greats are pretty easy to find. Yo, don't you have a GameStop stores. around you? Yes, I'm going to go in store. Listen, listen, I'm going to go in store and pre order these. I am, I'm going to do that. I haven't physically I did, yet. I did that. That's what I did. But I'm just saying, for the people who did it online, I feel like that price is insane. Go in store and pre-order it. That's what I'm going to do. But I just thought 70 something for, especially with one of them. You're only saving the, 12 the bucks. Commando. Do you really care about 12 bucks? When it's like, a Republic, when it's, when you're getting this, yes. When this is one of the ones you're getting, then yes. If I'm getting, you know, our 13th Battalion Clone Trooper and maybe a new molded this maybe like the 12 bucks i'll say oh that's worth it you know me not having to chase it down but if i'm getting the hunter body for the third time and i know i'm going to get it a fourth and a fifth time then yes the 12 bucks matters because that 12 bucks is going to multiply for each hunter body you get just so just walk your skinny legs to a GameStop. that's the plan i just wanted to i just wanted to pop down your five bucks and then they'll reserve one for you that's I, i reserved two of the 13th Battalion Clone Troopers, because again, Clone Troopers, you gotta have two. And if they ever come out with a Jero Tapal or a Padawan, fingers crossed. Yeah, Cal Kestis, like I'm set because I love Jedi Fallen Order. And as soon as I saw these, I was like, yes, Jedi Fallen Order, I'm in. Uh, but for the with Fixer, I just want to say we were right because we guessed mm-hmm. yep. that yes, we in were. the last episode, we guessed that this would be one of the figures that we got was a continuation of the uh delta, the delta squad, squad right yeah but i just had to get that that out there i had to had to stand up for the online specific shoppers only so luke what did you think of these two uh, pre-orders um i ordered two of each to avoid mm-hmm. having to pay shipping <laughs> um you can and, you can uh, easily sell the other ones like or yeah. or you can also re- you yeah. can also return them yeah oh also um, you can just return two of them and not have to worry about you selling can. and shipping it all. absolutely um yeah I I the I didn't recognize the uh, the thirteenth battalion trooper but uh, I put it together pretty quickly um, and I really love that scene um, I've I've sent that scene to a few friends that haven't. Uh, haven't played the game, but uh, trying to convince them, like at least watch like a playthrough of all the cutscenes because it's a pretty relevant, pretty cool Star Wars story on yeah. its own. Oh, the uh, the Order sixty six like section, yeah, was intense. Love to play that. that. It was yeah. pretty, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and getting to see it from that perspective as a new take, like you know, literally, yeah. as a child. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I'm excited to get this, but yeah, I hope we get a a Jaro Tapal or something to because there's no figures of any characters that are in that scene with them, so they're right. just kind of on mm-hmm. their own. Yeah. 
Good points. Good yeah. points. But I still uh, ordered so, two of each because I learned my lesson on the Umbra Trooper. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, who did I think I was? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm when Lance the, Peter Luke. <laughs> when the uh, carbonized, uh, the new carbonized figures came out, I ordered all three of them with that, like when Target had the 20% off. or mm-hmm. whatever. And then yeah. I was like, I guess these are technically the Galaxy line. So I don't want to miss out, but I was like this. And then I realized I was like, wait a second. I don't have any of the holiday figures, so I'm not a completionist, which means I don't have to buy these. Um, so it was a little bit of a relief, but I, um, I did end up getting Paz Vizsla when I saw him in, uh, in store. He's the uh, best of the three, I think. Yeah, uh, he's the one that could just be in my collection. I think he looks better than mm-hmm. the actual one. Yeah, for and sure. And that packaging is like my favorite yeah. of any Black Series packaging I've seen. It just works so well. For sure. So Fixer, I think Fixer looks fine. I, I get he's missing the paint on on his little tummy area. To me, it's not I, a big deal. It's not a big. It's not a big deal. I don't care at all. But I know there are people that that's not true for. There are people that absolutely care. And you know what? If you care, cool. But, and hear me out here. If there are other people that don't care, you don't have to constantly point it out (laughs) how mad you are about it. Just, you know, express your feelings and then just move on. Like, it's just a toy. That's all. It's just it. It's just a toy. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah, some people can be too mad about it. Too mad? It's like, yeah, like Hasbro like went to their house and like punched their dog or something. <laughs> I think it's just the like, um, kick the disappointment cat. <laughs> of when you are really excited for something and it sure. just doesn't meet that expectation. Because um, I, yeah, personally, they they do look. It's one of those things that I don't realize. Like people were complaining about Fordo uh, and th- that figure, and I didn't really think much of it until you start seeing some customs where they really get the proportions right. And I would mm-hmm. be like, oh, wow, wow, that figure actually looks really good. I got to get one of those. And I'm like, oh, it's a custom. Okay. Because yeah. um, I don't have the eye for clone armor that some people do uh, or just for, for that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if like one, if a figure that I was really looking forward to, like I was really looking forward to the Fennec Shan figure and I got lucky mm-hmm. that that came out looking incredible. But if that had come yeah. out and been really disappointing, I would have been bummed about it. But sure. I don't know if how well, much I would have ranted about it. it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's okay to be bummed about something. You could be disappointed. You could even be sad. You could be a little mad. But like, but to be raging like, online about it. Yeah, just just yeah. dial it in. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, no, I need to ruin it for other people if it's not right, exactly to... exactly. Also, uh, I do want to point out that uh, on the 13th Battalion Clone Trooper, they did they do have the black line on the brow, yes, which do. is really nice. Yeah, because I know a lot. Of, I know since they have, they have it in, it in the game, game. they're going to. Yeah, since yeah. they have it in the game, they're going to have it. I feel like they should still put it on the ones from the Clone Wars that don't have the black line, because if their whole thing is this is how we're we're making them, we're making these figures to how they would look in live action. Yeah. Then I feel like they should put the black line because it looks better with the black line anyways. So now it's just kind of weird. We have some clones without it and some clones with it. Yeah, but it's really we not have a big more deal. clones with it than but, without it. I, yeah. just wanna, I was looking at my yeah. clone shelf the other day. Yeah, we like, do. Most of the clones have the black band, so I kind of agree. Like, it as on a shelf, like, even though, yes, they're from different lines, they're from the movie or they're mm-hmm. from the show, but on the shelf, they're they're just on my shelf, you know. I don't, yeah, like, I, I do kind of want that homogeny of having the black line all like on all of them or not on all of them rather than kind of mixed and matched. So 
that does bug me still. And it, and even though I get why, um, it still kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's all I had to say about yeah. that. So if you wanna, so well, we just now we just need uh, what uh, the the two others was it is it torch and sev if sev that was it scorch yeah. was it scorch scorch that was it scorch <laughs> torch and sev. torch I don't know torch. some kind of orch he's the orch guy <laughs> yeah and I think it was pointed out that sev you could see kind of you might be able to see sev's arm sev's on one of the boxes yeah. yeah so no surprise there so we'll probably see that on April seventh. So, yeah, we, maybe we might early, see him. Yeah, absolutely. I think Sev's probably going to be the next one, and then Scorch will round it out, and then we'll have it, and we can move on with our lives. Yep, for sure. But that's it for the news. We got we got no more news. That was kind of a slow two weeks, really. Yeah, you know how mad people are going to be when they do the whole Delta Squad with this Hunter mold. And then they announce uh, like a Gregor with like an actual like new mold, and then they're like, "Well, we're not doing the Delta Squad anymore since we already have them." People would be so mad. I'm kind of here for it, that. honestly. You don't the, know that they, the they've redone off. figures before, but you're probably right. That's I know, that's but cute. Yeah. if they were like, "Well, we have the Delta yeah. Squad. We're not gonna like we're not gonna do this now. We're just gonna make other commandos." Like no, it would kind of be hilarious. I'm not gonna. Yeah. No, we're gonna get a Gregor, and he's gonna be on the same body. And yeah. Or or we'll get a rebels Gregor and he'll just be have he'll have like the tank top on, uh, and <laughs> smoking we'll cry. a cig maybe. We'll have that sad scene where he dies and uh, and we'll we'll just cry a little bit. Spoilers. If you haven't seen Rebels by now, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, because no. it's it ended in like 2017. <laughs> that was five years ago. <laughs> Such I a good show. Uh, I didn't uh, really get into watching. I like I'm a new Star Wars fan. I was a fan. Oh from... man. Phantom Menace to I saw Attack of the Clones at midnight. Uh but um I did not see most of the recent films in theaters. Okay. And so oh, it wow. wasn't until Mandalorian that I started really getting into it. And um I picked up C three and R2D2 in that four pack when I was at Disney mm-hmm. um with some friends and I was like Oh, this would be this, these would be cute to have in my uh, in my place. Like just have C3 mm-hmm. and R2D2 up in the, on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, um, and then and you then, got hooked. Yeah, and then I grabbed the Stormtrooper Deluxe that uh, with the blast effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, I was like, well. And then you're like, I can make my own then, better ones. Yeah, that was, well, that was my next question: is is yeah. how did you start collecting, and what were your first figures? So, so it was that it was that Galaxy's Edge four pack, the Droid Depot, huh? Yeah, and. Um, I just threw BB-8 and DJ Rex in a bin um, somewhere, like just <laughs> oh, in my closet. Yeah. And uh, oh no, I think I gave the BB-8 to a friend of mine. Um, and uh, yeah, so that it was one of those things where I I bought I had like around ten to twelve just on a single shelf, and it was like okay, I'm not gonna let this get bigger than this one little shelf. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was right. all like OT stuff, and then um, it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm trying to remember what what was happening is I, I, I ended up with about 20 or 30. Um, and then I started selling. I sold like half of them. And then I ended up needing a lot of those figures for dioramas eventually. Mm-hmm. So then I just started keeping everything. And then just like, so now I have pretty much every Black Series figure that's had a unique mold. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't have all the clones. I don't have some of those, you know, some of the Stormtroopers or some of the the random repaints and like those four packs and whatnot, but I've got pretty much every original 
character and sculpt now just so i never have to wait a couple weeks for something to ship from ebay if i've got a diorama coming out and i've i've just found that having the figures in the first photo the post does way better Mm -hmm. and um you know when you can like sort your uh feed by most uh, engagement or most clicks from the explore page and that sort of thing and so now i've just got a huge uh <laughs> huge bin under my bed of everything um and then uh but it, they're all they're all tax write-offs since they all kind of go into this patreon stuff so um that yep. was some nice news to find out <laughs> from my tax guy but yeah, um i love it that's yeah, why i pretty so- much feature everything i can on my on my youtube channel Mm-hmm. just just for that reason is yeah to, to, to be a right off yeah yep. um imagine someone at the irs just sitting going through your reviews being like okay he used that one in a comparison um yeah and so i started i actually bought a few like 3d printed pieces from some uh from like john walker customs and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and uh Again, yeah, it was one of those things where I just thought like, oh, I, I don't know how to do this. Like it wasn't like, oh, I can never learn it. Just like, oh, this isn't something I do is, is 3D printing. Like I don't, mm-hmm. that's for computer people. Um, and uh, yeah, and then come lockdown, just um, it was recommended. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I guess this will be something to play around with for a little bit. And if I, you know, if I don't like it, I'll return it. It's 200 bucks, whatever. So I got the Ender 3 uh ender three pro which i think was like 230 bucks at the time is still around the same and uh yeah got it set up the first day and then started seeing what i could sculpt and had a lot of failures the first thing i tried to do was a um a lot of i just had all of my figures loose in a in a like a bin and all the lightsabers were getting all messed up so i was like let me make like a hard case for just the lightsabers and i'll put a little imperial logo on the front and so i did that and like i don't know what i did wrong still but like the (laughs) the lid did not fit the bottom at all like it was two totally different sizes and i was like (laughs) what the hell did i do or like i still don't know what what went wrong um and um yeah so i started uh making dioramas for myself and then i did this millennium falcon interior which is one of the first posts on my page and um I posted that on Reddit, I think, in like mm-hmm. the Black Series subreddit. And so this is about a year into collecting. And um, this is also when I kind of started watching Clone Wars. Like when Clone Wars season seven was airing, I had no idea that that show was still on or that like it was good. And so I was yeah. really late to the party with all of that. Um, and so I, um, or was it? Yeah, so I start, um, uh, designing some things to, to flesh out the collection. And then, yeah, this Millennium Falcon post, I, I posted. And so this is like June, 2020. I hadn't made any money since lockdown, you know, hadn't really left my house. And so getting this kind of, it, it was, it did super well online and I got a bunch of people offering to buy it. And I was like, you know, it was two weeks of work and like lots of just printing everything on that small printer. And then also dealing with all of the, all the failures and all the headaches that come when you're first printing, um, I was like, this isn't really something that I can do. Like, you know, even if I get 500 bucks for this, it's like, it's, it's like 80 hours of work or, you know, and um, also I lived in a studio apartment at the time. The printer is loud and it was just out on a table. And so printing overnight was not really an option. Unless you, know, I wanted you to don't get good sleep. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> this really high pitch, like, 
Oh, uh, so on, on a scale <laughs> from like one to an old dot matrix printer, like what was it's close? Like? It's okay. it's pretty bad, but I just um, upgraded to the Ender Three V Two, which has the silent mainboard, and then I upgraded my two larger printers that I have now, and all it's like a seventy dollar motherboard that you basically you take the printer apart. You unplug everything, install this, plug everything back in. It takes maybe 30 minutes, pretty mm-hmm. easy. And they're like completely silent. All you hear is the fans. It really oh. blew my mind. And if anyone has oh. a printer that they can hear while it's on, because even like we have it in a closet now and like I could still hear it if I was watching TV, if they were running and especially when right. all three of them were going, uh, it was really like a life changer like uh, to, to replace those mother. I was like, oh my gosh, this was 70 bucks. And I, I could have done this. I wish I had done this two years ago. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that uh, I tried to take commissions for a bit. Like I had a little website and mm-hmm. I had like five or six things listed. Um, got about uh, eight orders maybe. And I was like, you know, when the orders come in, you're like, oh my God, 800 bucks to like yeah. make these things like for that's incredible. And then it's like two months later, I'm still like trying to get these orders mm-hmm. done. Just like painting, being like, oh my God, this is so much more work to paint. Also, when you're making something for yourself, I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to photograph this for Patreon. It's okay if the paint's not perfect. When you're making something for someone else who's paid good money for it, the pressure just so much higher yeah. and it takes Absolutely. so much of the fun out of it. Absolutely. And so eventually I got to a point where I was like, you know what, let me see if I can make this all digital. And I had enough of an audience from Instagram now. I had a few thousand followers from doing, uh, you know, at Landspeeder Luke, and, uh, which I, I came up with that name in like two seconds. Like I was like, I'll just come up with something. I'll change it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's stuck and I, I, I really like it. Yeah, now. Good. But, um, I, uh, yeah, so I started the Patreon and, um, it's really slow at first. Um, but now it's, it's, it's a pretty good community and it's, it's enough to, uh, you know, it, it's nice to mm-hmm. sit down and, and design something and know you're kind of getting paid for it. Um, yeah. and it's also just been so much fun to make stuff that just makes people happy. It makes no sense. There's no logical reason why seeing, you know, an ATAT leg should make you happy. Uh, you know, there's no real need for it, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it so much more fun because it's just like what we want for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, why does seeing the Millennium Falcon table and chairs make me happy? But it, it does. And it's fun to see that from other people and, and kind of, you know, uncover all these childhood memories <laughs> of uh, making dioramas with my dad at a foam core when I was, 10 um and so yeah it's been really fun what would you say is like your favorite um print job you've worked on um the endor bunker was like the first one where i was like holy crap this is cool like also just holding it in hand it's like 20 inches wide and it's so heavy Mm -hmm. and like the doors move and that was the first time where i you feel like it was something that you bought at a store but you're like, I, I made this, like this came out of my brain and now I'm holding it. Like it's a, like I was saying, it's a really fun feeling. Um, and that also took a lot of trial and error to get, to figure out how to print that, how to get the doors to slide. Cause you have to have a gap for the doors and having a gap in a 3d print is not really uh, mm-hmm. possible without having to like have supports in between. And then you're trying to pick out like supports that are wedged in between these two pieces that are like, it's almost near impossible. And so, I did a lot of a uh, lot of versions of that, lots of like months and months of uh, prototyping, um, and yeah, that's the one in my profile picture mm-hmm. here. But um, that one in the, the Death Star computers, like the black and red computers that uh, were in uh, A New Hope, um, mm-hmm. that's just such a 
fun scene just such an iconic look and mm. then while i was working on it like between when i designed it to when i posted it they showed up in the bad batch episode the war mantle <laughs> episode and i was stoked i was like ah they're there perfect and so nice. i like, photographed it with the bad batch figures instead um or yeah, in it as well um it's fun how that works that's out one, like when mm. i meet someone that's at a perfect. party and i'm trying to explain what i do that's the one that i pull up because also yeah. i have the little video of me holding it in hand and like twirling it because you, uh, most of my stuff, you know, I do that that black background like Hasbro does, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I actually I was going to ask you how you do thing. that because I kind of want to do it too. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> don't I, reveal um, your secrets. I basically just recreated it in Photoshop, and so I just have ah. a template, and so I just drop it on top, and then I, uh, I'll photograph it just on a piece of paper or on a table or something. And then Photoshop has like the remove background tool now, which works Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. It does really well with figures because their AI can recognize like a human form. Right. Um, So it does really good with that. And then uh, I just flip it, add the reflection and post and scale it and all that. And um, one of the best tricks I found for photographing figures or dioramas is I do long exposure photos and I use like a little led light. I use a Lumi cube with like a little, um, the snoot on it that kind of uh-huh. the spotlight effect and i just kind of paint with the light for like a five second exposure and it allows me to really kind of like get it makes it look like you've got like 20 lights going when it's really just one light and a long exposure and so uh for toy photography and like uh customs and all that uh that's it really helps you know i, I have a suggestion doing that that's a good idea i have a suggestion mm-hmm. you should create your own podcast to talk mm-hmm. about 3D printing and custom like Star Wars Black Series figures. I've yeah, I've talked about that with a few uh, other customizers in the community about uh, starting something. Um, and uh, I have also been thinking of ways to expand the Patreon beyond just uh, people with 3D printers or people who are interested in doing that because it's a very mm-hmm. niche audience. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm actually shocked that to have the amount of patrons that I do, but I, I would like to have like a $3 tier and have, uh, some, you know, have guests on and have that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. And I think, um, if I, you know, if it's, if it's profitable enough being able to pay people out of the, out of the Patreon, uh, would be a nice way to just kind of approach certain people that, like yak face that might not be there that are quite busy or not really doing as many podcasts these days that might be might be down um if you could compensate them for their time and like i um, i but i that might be it might take a couple years before it's or like uh, you know before it's making enough to to be able to do that so um but yeah i have talked about it with with some people yep and um so before we end here i have more questions what the heck these are questions. You can still ask okay. questions. All right. I just, We're not winding down. I just wanted to throw these in there real quick. I All didn't right, know, man. you know. So we did get some Patreon questions for you. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. important. I just wanted to throw these in here real quick. Um, so this comes from Aaron Darrow. What are some big projects you would like to work on but can't due to only using a 3D printer? Love your work, man. That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of... Like what's what? a dream project for you, maybe? Yeah, I've I've been wanting. There's I don't think any of these are impossible to do with 3D printing. It's just like six inch scale Death Star on the table. Yes. Yeah, no. I've actually <laughs> thought about doing like a um, a wall display. Like imagine like a four foot tall circle that is broken down into a bunch of little shelves that are each different scenes of the Death Star, and then having oh, like wow. 
like having the the prison hallway that actually like has a door that drops down into a trash compactor um and that sort of thing the only thing is just to print like a box like let's say a 12 inches by eight inches tall by six inches deep box takes about 15 hours and that's with no details in there at all and you need to have a bigger printer for that so it would be something that like I can make for myself, but I try to make everything that's on my Patreon accessible to people that have just the eight inch printer, um, which is just the more common size. Um, and so there's a lot of things like that that are a little bit more limited uh, just in terms of scale. Um, I do really want to combine my like Falcon exterior wedge with the interior set and have it actually be like a double-sided playset. So it's got the details on the outside and you turn it around, it's got the inside. Um, I do want to focus more, some do some more sets that are more geared towards toy photographers because most of my stuff is more for shelf display. So it's very shallow, uh, in depth. And, um, I usually, I don't like having square edges. Like I don't like the diorama being in a box. I like it kind of existing on your shelf the way that the figures do where there's no hard edges. Cause it's like when you set that figure on your shelf, that, that character is, it's like alive in that space in a way. And, and, I think having a diorama be closed in in like a shoebox type mm. way. Uh, I don't know. There's something about that that I've never liked. And Lego does it. Like if you look at Lego sets, they're never. It's never like a, a, the inside of a room. It's always kind of open ended and yeah. They really have nice silhouettes. And so I've been really inspired by a lot of Lego sets in, in my dioramas that I do. Um, just in terms of like world building, you know, having like a building and then a couple little pieces on the side that really flesh mm. it out. Um, and, uh, but I do want to do some stuff for toy photographers that's at least like a corner and a floor and a ceiling. Maybe something that I can even print all in one go. So you just set it and come back in a day. And then something that you can actually fit, uh, you know, like the corner of a room where you could have as a background in your shot and have it fleshed out instead of having to like yeah. stack a few dioramas together. Um, so I guess none of those are really limited by 3D printing. Um, but uh I do have that sense every time I make something where I'm like, how do I make a hundred of these? Like, and it's not even the, it's not about the money of it. It's just like, when you're excited for something you want to show people and you want, like, I want people to have this stuff in hand. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. doing the Patreon has been really cool. Cause like I'll post something up and then the next day someone in Singapore has got it on their shelf. And that's pretty crazy to see and, and really excited. And also just seeing the creativity that people do with the pieces that I make so they'll take something and use it in a way that i totally didn't expect or they'll shrink it down or blow it up or you know uh, combine things or turn floor pieces into walls or um there's someone a while ago that did a uh, they, they did a really fleshed out millennium falcon interior and they took all of these little detail pieces from like the endor bunker and from all the like some crates and they put them on the walls and really like blew my mind to see that i was like i didn't even think of that damn i could have used the same pieces <laughs> uh, but um but yeah, it's been it's been really really fun to see. Yeah, that. I don't think I've ever seen you make something that I haven't thought like I want to buy that. Mm -hmm. Like you, I think you just redid the uh, the cantina seats and mm -hmm. and table, and I was like, I've got glasses for that table. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I get a lot of recommendations from people who are like, oh, yeah. you should make this, and I'm like, yeah, like the like the Jedi Council room. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, we have like two figures that can go in there, and neither of them right. it. <laughs> it's really hard to so like, what are you gonna <laughs> do with it? Yeah, and so and I also try to time things out with the figures that are coming out. So like, sure. when the ceremony Leia came out, I was like, okay, where's this gonna go? Like, let's make a little, 
Yavin set, you know, a little Yavin ceremony, but also I know that's not the coolest scene in Star Wars, so I made it very small. Like, it's just big enough to put your three figures on it, but, like, no one's going to be printing out, like, a whole Yavin shelf. Uh, right. Well, a few people, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Most I always, yeah. <laughs> I always try to think what's going to be, you know, exciting to people in that moment, and so, or even, like, it's like I've got some Book of Boba Fett designs, but it's, like, until we have uh, certain figures there's not really much point to, to, to making it. So. Sure. Um, another question real quick from count cardboard. He says, I was really excited when first downloading some of this stuff just to get my excitement a bit damped after seeing the prices for online 3d printing, especially for the larger prints. And for some of the file size was too large. Um, I guess he's asking, is it worth it to get your own 3d printer in the long run? Yeah. I mean, I, in price and quality, of course, but still is what he said. When I was making the Endor bunker, I was like, hey, if I'm, uh, if I can get, like, I called local 3D printing places to be like, hey, so like, I'm, I'm painting these, I'm selling them, but like, I've only got one printer and it's tough to keep up with. Because I'm thinking if I'm selling these for 150 bucks and they're printing them for 50, like, mm-hmm. I'll do that and just, just, you know, have them working on them on the side while I'm working on them. Um, and the, yeah, they they were like, they wouldn't even tell me the price. They're like, if you've got a 3d printer at home, there is no reason for you to call us. They're like, cause their mm-hmm. prices are for like one-off prototypes where they're a lot of times they're doing a lot of the modeling themselves. And, uh, it's not really 3d printing services are not really meant for the kind of stuff that I use them for that we would use them for. Um, right. but in, with that being said, yeah, it's like, you know, you can get a printer for pretty cheap. And I've actually been, I wrote a script for a video that I was going to make about like just 60 second, like, Hey, so you want to start 3d printing for your collection. Here's what you need to know. Um, Just to really show each step and be like, this is what it is from ordering the printer until getting your first print in hand painted. This is everything you need to know and everything you need to buy and what it looks like. Cause I think just having that clear picture in your head is makes everything so much more accessible to people, mm-hmm. where, you know, and, and I try to even do that with my dioramas where you can see the finished product and you go, okay, that looks cool. But how does, how is it, how am I going to print that? And so I'll try to have a slide or two in there of seeing the prints either just as they come off the bed or in the slicer software so that people who do own the printers go, oh, that's actually really easy. Like I, I, I can make that. I know how to do that. Um, just to encourage people to, to give it a try. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, ordering 3D prints from people is just, uh, it's, it's tricky. It gets expensive. And, you know, it's like the, the, the people that sell my stuff, um, they do a really great job, especially if they're painting it. And it's just something that you want one thing, one or two things here or there. If you're mm-hmm. buying everything I make or you're like ordering one of each, uh, getting your own printer would be worth it. But again, it's like, it's a big learning curve. It gets frustrating. Like the first year, I would say, at least the first eight months that I was 3D printing and I had all three printers, I was spending at least an hour a day on maintenance with them. Now I spend like oh, wow. an hour every two months on them because I know how to prevent a lot of issues before they happen. Um, but I've never sworn at something like I swore at those printers. <laughs> um, and cause they, they feel alive when they're all moving around and they're doing the wrong thing. And you're like, what are you doing? Um, and, uh, it feels like you're like yelling at like a, a pet that has really disappointed you where you're like, you know, better. Come on, <laughs> you too. <laughs> um, so, but if, if, uh, if that, if you're handy or you like, uh, working with your hands, then I, I definitely recommend getting one, mm-hmm. especially the starter ones, you know, they're a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sell a couple figures. <laughs> So what's the uh, what's the entry level printer that they that anyone listening that wants to get um, into it should be looking the for? Ender Three Pro is what I started with. It's around two hundred thirty dollars, but now that I have the V two, which is two hundred eighty dollars with the silent board, unless you've got like a garage the, or an attic yeah. or something where this printer is going to be, the V two is like I, I was All stunned right. when I turned it on. I was like, wait, this is an option to have a quiet <laughs> printer. I, I couldn't believe it. And so uh, and if, if the extra 50 bucks, if it's going to be in your bedroom or like in the room next to where you watch TV mm-hmm. or something, definitely I would say get the V2. Um, and then the filament's about 20 bucks a roll. And that'll... That was my next question. I'd yeah. say this this Endor bunker that you're looking at, probably about 20 to $30 worth of material. Okay. Um, and that's a big one. So like, you know, the cantina says uh, some of my uh, sellers are going to be upset with me for saying how... Uh, too tear to make but probably about five dollars worth of material um plus but then you know you gotta it's the initial cost where it's like mm-hmm. you gotta get the paint you gotta get the paintbrush like you know my my airbrush that i used was like a 500 hundred dollar kit and uh so unless you're really going in you know it's better to just spend the 60 70 bucks to buy it from a from a you know someone selling it but um yeah if, if you want to make it a a real habit or you really want to flesh out your entire shelf with the stuff then i think yeah you gotta you gotta go in yeah i think a lot of people don't realize how much work actually goes into this because like you know a lot of the big complaints with like the rancor and stuff like that were like oh it's too expensive or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think when when it really comes down to how much it costs to do all Mm -hmm. this stuff prototyping like like the how many times have you made something but the one you showing people is like the fifth or sixth version of that. Oh yeah. It, all know. the time. Yeah. If there's any pieces that click together, like the one I just posted on my story today of the millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. not that's my third time revisiting that design. Right. Just, and this is my first time having interlocking pieces just to simplify the printing process. Um, but uh, yeah, that's like hours of work. Um, I'd say it takes at least 10 hours for me to make a piece. Um and that's not including printing time right? because that's, that's, you know, passive, but still it's like my printers are tied up while that's happening. So a lot of like the, the sellers that I work with, it's like those, that time that, um, and it's like, you gotta, the, the role of filament, you know, you can't just like print with that forever. So you gotta be timing out your prints right and strategizing where you're like, okay, I'm going to do, if this roll is one kilogram, I'm going to do a 0.75 print and then a 0.20 and then I'll have to switch it and then I'll do the 0.50. Um, so it doesn't run out overnight while you're sleeping and you come back in the morning and the whole thing's mm-hmm. failed. And that's the other thing is like failed prints. Like uh, that was my frustration is I was like, okay, this thing takes 12 hours to print. I could print, you know, 14 of them in a week. And then your first five days, you don't have a single successful print because like I didn't have my stuff dialed in right back then. Right. And uh, so you're like, yeah, like I saw those um, black series um, box stands that I made that kind of display the box. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh, I'll sell these for like 30 bucks a pop. And then uh, it ended up taking me like, and then, yeah, initially they I sold a bunch of them and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. All this, you know, this money's pouring in. And then it took me like a month to actually print all of them. And while that was happening, I couldn't print anything new. I couldn't make new stuff. Like I was just sitting there printing these things off. Every time I was going to watch TV, I heard in the background, like, um, and they were just failing over and over again and just wasting material, throwing stuff out. 
it's, you know, then there'd be like the printer would break down and take me two days to figure out what was wrong with it. And then also the thing is a lot of the parts for the printer, they come from overseas. So especially during the pandemic, something would break down, I'd order the part and it would take a month to get there. And so that printer's just sitting there for a month. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that sounds like, okay, yeah, just hit print and go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a best case scenario. That's often not the case. <laughs> right. So I have a question. Yep. And Mike's going to be mad at me for asking. This. <laughs> I'm going, going back to it. Go so it. Hi- yeah. hypothetically, if you were to 3d print a rain core, cause there was a mm-hmm. lot of people saying you can get a 3d printed version for $200. Right. Hypothetically, if you were to 3d print a rain core with a ton of articulation and paint yeah. it and send it to somebody how much would you charge them um if i had the file like if hasbro sent me that file Mm -hmm. with all of that articulation where each finger is three different pieces and uh because there's some files out there that are pretty simple that are not going to come close to like a black series rancor right but i would i wouldn't yeah even if i had the files i wouldn't do it for less than five or six hundred dollars the amount of print time the amount of uh paint time and also pieces like that that are very organically shaped take a lot you need to have supports you need to have all these pieces that take a lot of time to break away and that's if i had to sand the whole thing (laughs) i'd add on another Mm -hmm. few hundred dollars to that because that's going to be a pain in the butt to to try to get those layer lines out of there and make it look like people are going to expect there's really yeah that Mm -hmm. there's really no comparison there's some people that offer them Mm-hmm. Uh, printed for around three, four hundred, but those are unpainted, and you're gonna have to you're you're gonna be spending like 10, 15 hours on that thing to get it yeah. looking mm-hmm. even close. Yeah. And it's also like you're gonna have to have years and years of paint experience and kind of, like yeah. to get it looking like the Black Series Rancor. Yeah, I just wanted a three D printing master to say that on the pod because just to end the because there was just so much like so yeah. many comments like back when that was a thing, and everybody was like, I guarantee I'll be able to buy this for two fifty three like from yeah. a 3d printer it's like yeah, do you realize how stupid no that idea. sounds it's yeah so, the cheapest so. i've seen it is like three to four hundred and that's for just like a plain five point it's basically a five poa yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. poa six inch yeah. and, and like joint 3d printed joints are it's not like the plastic that you know like those don't really work in in theory uh like i've got a a 3d printed figure that was printed with the type of printer that you would use for something like the rancor because also the thing is resin printing which is what you use for custom heads and custom figures really detailed small stuff that resin is expensive like uh a 3d printed rancor would be probably like i'm I'm not a super uh expert on resin printing um i gave mine away but um uh probably at least a hundred dollars just worth of material just to like get it started and yeah, those prints we talked about that. You, you, uh, you, you steered me away from resin printing because that's kind of what I was going for. Because yeah. everyone I'd seen, all the videos were all resin printed. Um, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a higher learning curve. It's messy. It smells. It's like dangerous. You got to wear gloves and goggles and like, you know, uh, be really careful not to get it. And like, if you spill that, which I have, it's a pain. Like, I gave mine away uh, to a friend, and he's had it for three days set up, and he's been trying for three days to get the first print to work mm. um so if if you want to do if you're not interested in dioramas or big stuff and you just want to do figures then and, or like if you're really into clone customs and armor like skylu 3d has a really awesome patreon like his files are really unmatched and uh it's all geared for resin printers and uh you know it is i i was resin printing within my first day but then i also had issues that took me a while to solve with it and uh 
it wasn't something that was sustainable for me. So I ended up giving it to another customizer. Um, but, uh, but he has yet to have any success with it. So yeah, so it's just a higher learning curve, but yeah, if, if you want to do figures instead of uh, world building, then, then resin's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so let's say this hypothetically in a world where the Rancor funded, mm-hmm. what, what would you be making designing? Oh, I had a whole plan. Oh, I need uh, to hear this. This is good. This is a good. Yeah, I know. I had a lot planned. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the theorizing stage of making a 12th or a, yeah, 12 scale Rancor that is very accessible and very, uh, like, I guess I'll say it. And if someone wants to steal it, then great. Cause I, I just kind of want it. I don't want to make it. Um, <laughs> but like just the Rancor gate, like the door that's about like three mm. inches deep and just has his hand reaching around the grabbing the bars and his face sticking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would go like up against the back of your shelf as if the Rancor is kind of behind the mm-hmm. wall sticking his head through. Um, that felt That'd like a cool. reasonable That'd way to cool. do a 12 scale yeah. Rancor. Uh, I was going to do, yeah, the, the, like the door that's inside the, thing kind of surrounded by rocks that kind of blend into your wall like just mm-hmm. kind of fade out from the wall um and then i was gonna do the giant gate that crushes the rancor as like a repeatable piece so if you've got your rancor on a shelf that's like 30 inches wide you could print 30 inches worth of this stuff and glue it to that like uh, an inch deep or an inch, a good I'm, idea. I'm using my hands a lot and i realize no one can see me but um <laughs> Like about a, like a, yeah, two inches of the, just the very top of the gate. So it looks like the gate is kind of rolled up in your shelf. Um, and so that was one of the other ideas I had. And then I've got my whole Jabba's palace set, which could have been cool on the shelf above the Rancor. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, those are kind of my, my Rancor plans. But there's not much else in that scene other than rocks. No. And what then, about, what about? A writing harness for a Boba Fett. <laughs> oh yeah, that that probably would have been on my list. That's awesome. Definitely, that's yeah. Awesome. But that's one of those things you really need to get the Rancor in hand. In yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to design it around the actual size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what could have been, man? What could have yeah. been? Yeah, and just whenever he said, you know, eight hundred bucks or whatever, plus like sanding, like a couple hex hundred bucks. Yeah. That doesn't include like the skulls and the the Malakili and the Gamorrean guard and mm. the the cardboard and yeah. And all that. yeah so. You know, people poo poo the cardboard, but I, I, I seriously don't think people realize how big that cardboard was going to be. Like it was a lot of cardboard. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where if it had just like let's say it was just a product that they released and they were like, here's yeah. a rancor, three hundred fifty bucks. It comes with all this stuff. Yep. No one would have complained about the cardboard, but it's when you make it, it's like you, they had to make it an announcement and then yes, people's yeah. expectations mm-hmm. are obviously going to be way off the charts. With they way too high. Yeah. Like what's possible or what's doable. Yeah. And then, so when you go, when people are expecting a black series, Ula figure and they're like, and here's a cardboard standee. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, there's yeah. doing the has lab the way they do. There's no way around yeah. having to make some sort of announcement about the tiers but it's ultimately going to be underwhelming yeah. no matter what. Yeah, and and Mike went over that on our show. He he went over like previous Haslabs and what the tiers were, and we're telling people don't get your expect- expectations mm-hmm. way too high. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Well. Okay. So what about like, 
you know, all your jobs you've done, all your all your designs you've come up with, what has been the most frustrating? Like, what have you done where like it just didn't work, so you just kind of quit? Um, early on, there's a lot of trial and error in order to like understand what is and isn't possible with 3D printing, and also like I I never want my designs to be difficult for the user, so I try to make right. everything print without supports, and I think that's what sets me apart to a lot of people because I'll. I'll find different people's stuff and I'm like, oh my God, these designs are awesome. Mm-hmm. There's no way, like this just doesn't work as a print. Like this is a beautiful blender file or this is a beautiful render, but this is not going right. to be a print that's going to like, or it, it'll use an incredibly wasteful amount of material and, and supports that are gonna, you're just going to break off and throw away and then have to sand. And um, What do you mean by supports so, when you say that? So, Okay, let's say you're trying to, like, the a 3D printer works by squeezing out material in a nozzle one layer at a time. So imagine you were trying to make, like, a drinking glass out of toothpaste. You would draw a circle, you'd fill in that circle, and that would be the bottom of the glass, and you draw a ring around the thing and just mm-hmm. keep going up as you go, okay? So that's how a printer will, would print a glass. So let's say that glass now has a, a lid on top of it as well. What's going to happen is you're going to get to the top of the glass and you're going to start squeezing out that toothpaste onto an Mm. empty circle. It's just going to collapse. So let's say you're trying to print a figure. It's going to print the feet. It's going to print the shins. It's going to print the legs. It's going to print the crotch. It's going to get all the way Mm -hmm. up to the fingertips. The fingertips are going to be printing at the same time as the waist because they're going to be in line with like Mm. the thighs. It's just going to start squeezing those fingertips onto thin air. And they're just going to fall. So it would that it would print basically like a pole all the way up from the ground up into the fingertips. And so when it starts printing those fingertips, it's going to be on top of that pole. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you've got a figure sitting there with two poles sticking out of his hands down to the floor. And then you snap those off. And now you've got the hands. Okay. Off. But it, it's sense. never a perfect cut. It's always going to leave a little bit of material. It, it gives a really messy finish um it's just not really something that and and i've just like technically you can sand that away i have not found any method of sanding that stuff away that is mm-hmm. not wildly infuriating i'm not saying you have to do outside so i'm like okay let's print the glass and then let's print the lid on the side and then you just print it and you stick that lid on top of the glass mm-hmm. um and so I try to break everything down to have a minimal amount of prints possible but then also okay. i also want to have as few pieces as possible so like that Millennium Falcon that I uh, thing that I posted on my story today, um, which is probably going to be gone by the time people listen to this, but it's basically the archway, the Falcon with all those padded cushions on it. My first draft of the file that I posted a year and a half ago, you print the ring separately and then you print each of those cushions. So it was like a 20 piece file. And the thing is, every time your printer finishes a file, it starts cooling off unless you're right there to start it. So every time you want to print one of those little cushions, you got to heat your printer back up, which takes a few minutes. Then you got to print it, and then it's you got to pop that off. So if you're trying to print it overnight, you're going to have to be there every 20 minutes to like start a new print. So I designed all of those cushions as one piece um, that are connected or, around a ring that also has all the details of the wires inside. So they're also really easy to paint. You don't have to worry about painting inside the lines. You can be really messy, and mm-hmm. then the outer piece is going to kind of cover up those lines. And so... Like my Mandalore throne, it's got it's a blue frame with orange cushions that could easily print all in one piece. But then you're going to be taking your paintbrush trying to really cleanly paint those orange bits. So it's like you could print the orange separately, you could print the blue separately, and then paint them separately, or just print them in blue and orange and just glue them together. Um, 
and it's going to be a much easier process. And so okay. figuring out certain designs, yeah, like that that Falcon archway took me two years to kind of have that epiphany of like, oh my god, would would this work? And sitting down to try to sculpt it and be and then print it and be like, is it is it going to work? And then that moment when I like clicked it together and it worked, you're just like, oh, heck yeah, like that's cool. great. Um, yeah. I'm looking through my page to see that figuring out the doors, the sliding doors in the end door bunker took a while. Um, and I made probably like 10 of those for people before I was like, wait a second, this could be a lot easier if, if I changed it. Like, do I really need details on the side of it? Because if mm-hmm. I don't, then suddenly I can print this on the side and I don't have to spend 10 minutes on each piece trying to get these door supports out. Mm, right. um, so little things like that. And sometimes it, it hits you a year later and you're like, oh, that would have come in handy. <laughs> um, but I've got a good feel for it. And I, I can kind of look at an object and break it down in my head as a 3D printable object. Um, and I, I, a lot of times I won't even attempt something if I'm just like, oh, that's cool, but there's no way to like make that and not have it be 30 pieces or not involve supports. Um, funny enough that the client, uh, diorama that I made, just like the desk and the chair for the client Mm -hmm. figure, um, that chair that has the gap in it where his cloak fits, right um, down. Yeah. Yeah. He sits right down into it and it kind of covers it. I did that on the first try. Like I just guessed uh, how big it should be and how big everything should fit. And I was like, I'll print it and then I'll, I'll adjust. I got that on the first try, but it took me four tries to get the desk to be the right height. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that should have been super easy because all I had to do was sit uh, the figure down, stick his arm out mm. and measure down to the table. But it was like, right. oh, I needed to just take off like three millimeters on this thing. Oh, no, still too much. And then just kept cutting it down. And I was oh, like, how did I, get, how did I get that chair on the first try? And yet this desk mm-hmm. took me four prints to do so. 3D yeah. printing is a complicated profession, wouldn't you agree? It is. It is. <laughs> Yeah, you make some you make incredible stuff. Absolutely love looking it's through. It's amazing. Yeah. I like I know you probably get that a lot, but I'm going to say it a bunch cuz it's just true. Thank you. It's uh, it's been fun. Yeah. It's I'm I'm making the stuff that I want. Yeah. So like I have that excitement and like I always do this like I'll start a print that's going to take 12 hours and I just pace around for the first like 30 minutes. Like it's like 9 right. p.m. and it's going to be finished by the time I w- like, I'm going to wake up before this thing is finished and I'll just be like pacing around. I'll keep opening the closet and checking out every five minutes. And I'm like, okay, I need to go do something else because I can't just pace around for 12 hours until this thing is done. But I get, I get really excited about it. It's like when you I think I would have the same problem the tracking yeah. on yeah. your pre-orders and you're like, yep. Just excited for this thing to arrive. So yeah, it's uh, I gotta, I still, yeah. After two years, I still got to work on yeah. the patience. I can do the Our- same thing. If like, I post a video, I'll, I'll keep checking the views. I keep checking the comments. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I want to know, like, what do people think about this? You know, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. To kind chasing of that forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, absolutely. Yep. I think one of my favorite things you've done that's not like something super big and crazy is just the simple, the Darth Vader operating table that he mm-hmm. lays on. Like that thing is super cool. Cause I, yep. I had the, the, uh, Revenge of the Sith, like original three, seven, five inch figure you know, back in the day when it came out where he came on the operating table and all mm-hmm. that. So that's just like super nostalgic for me. That's Yeah, I actually, when I'm, if I'm doing a piece like that, that exists as a toy, as, you know, in the 3.75 inch line, I will buy the toy and model it based on that because I know that most mm-hmm. collectors, that's going to look more correct than the actual film accurate piece. And so I'll base it off the toy being like, this is how most people are going to remember this that's piece. A good point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
versus like a couple freeze frames in a scene. And same with like mm-hmm. customs, like I'm pretty, uh, some people are extremely accurate with their customs and they will like, you know, I've seen, I'm like, I'd rather just like use an existing figure that's a little bit less accurate, but looks correct. Unless you literally look side by side, like right. my Zam Wessel figure, it's like completely film and accurate, but you look at that and you know <laughs> who the character is right away. And when yeah. I look at that on my shelf, I'm like, that is that character. Like it, it, for me just came alive and unless you're really comparing, but it's like, I could have sculpted with clay, something that was a little bit more accurate technically it's just not going to look like a real figure and it's not going to look as good and so i'm always all about the head cannon versus the <laughs> versus the yeah room. sure so. yeah, absolutely cool so. well i think uh i think that's about yeah i think that's gonna yeah, bring we're, us yeah we're, we're usually getting to about the end of of how long we do but i, I want to <laughs> keep going this is hard because like i still have a bunch of questions but at the same time like, what if we just had Lance Peter Luke on at some other point in the future? Exactly. Yeah. And it definitely if I won't be the like last, last time. He on. looks like I'll a jerk if he says no. So I'll have you guys on my podcast. Oh, or that. Oh, yeah. Even better. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. This has been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. Nothing against any of our other guests, but listening to you talk about this with your passion. And just like hearing your processes and stuff has been for me like the most fascinating. Like I feel like I've just been a listener of the podcast <laughs> listening to you talk because I'm so interested. I'm like, oh yeah, he's done answering the question. I have to ask another question. Because <laughs> like yeah, I, I love to- talking about it because it's so yeah. new to me. And so it's sure. like I get to be creative in my real job. And I but it's like I've been doing it for 10 years professionally now. Right. And it's like when people want to talk about that, I'm bored. I'm like, I do not want mm-hmm. to meet any I don't want to meet anyone coming up in my profession that's like wants to pick right. my brain. I don't but it's like when it comes to 3D printing. Even last night I was out and I was talking to someone about it and I was telling him, like, oh yeah, I actually started this weird quarantine hobby. And I explained it to him and he was like, he's like, you just lit up when you started talking about this stuff. <laughs> he was just yeah. like, You're so passionate about this. Um, so it's it's still I'm still in the fun zone of uh, that honeymoon of, of this of this new cool. yeah exactly of yeah. this, of this yeah. particular hobby but um, I think it's uh yeah anytime someone asks me they'll ask me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever uh, mm-hmm. Black Series question always 100 percent did they get back a paragraph yeah <laughs> like again it's the same kind of thing like that's my interest that's my passion I've got a bunch of yeah. useless knowledge stuck in my head that's not useful in 99 percent of any other situation but and there's so many fewer me, people to talk too about it exactly. in real life. Exactly. Yeah, share that. So yeah, when you can get together, exactly. uh, it's fun. Yep. And that's why we have these outlets, you know, like these yes. podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and re- to reach out with the community. I do have one more question. Um, okay. Have you 3D printed anything that's like not Star Wars? Have you started doing just some stuff like for your personal life, like something um, like, yeah, like, in, I, something uh, like in the kitchen that you're like, I need something in the kitchen, you know, just something I need like a that. hammer. Yeah, yeah, I actually made a file. I've been trying to figure out what to do with it because I did actually do like a TikTok style video of creation from start to finish. Um, I made a little TV or like it's a, it's the Simpsons TV, like the pink and purple <laughs> Simpsons TV. Okay. All right. And it yeah. fits my iPad mini perfectly in it. So it, and it, it crops it down to that original, original four by three uh, ratio of the original things. And it, it really just looks like the TV from the Simpsons is playing episodes That's of cool. the Simpsons. Um and uh, that was the one that I was referencing before that I like had the idea and by 2 p.m. the next day it was done. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. sent my brother a picture, a video of it. And he was like, what the hell? He's like, that's, that's weird. How did you like, that's uh, that was way too fast. Um, and right now I've got a, uh, 
a file printing for a friend that um, it looks like a hand sticking out of your wall that uh, holds your wallet and keys oh, and that's stuff. Cool. Um, and he, that's, he sent that's me awesome. a thing of it today. And I just found the file on Thingiverse, which <laughs> is like the free file database, um, which I've got a lot of files on there. So if you 3D print and you're uh, mm-hmm. interested in like testing some of my designs and seeing how they work, uh, same uh, Lance Peter Luke on, on Thingiverse. And uh, you can find some of my files there. And um, yeah, so yeah, every once in a while I'll, I'll print some stuff and mm-hmm. it's really handy for like, like I have a laundry cart and uh, one of the bolts, like one of the wheels just popped off and I lost the bolt. And so I just like measured it, brought, found one up on Thingiverse, printed it, plugged in the, you know, it was like, okay, 12 millimeters wide, just plug in 12 into the thing. And maybe wow. 20 minutes later, it's screwed on and it's, it's lasted. That's it's been awesome. two years. I have not even had to that tighten it. That is awesome. It because they're like a awesome. softer plastic than metal, like they actually hold a little bit better for mm-hmm. in certain cases. Um, they'll also snap much easier, but yeah, that's, that's held together. Like um, my, I have one of those smart locks on my door and I, mm-hmm. it comes with the different adapters for different types of locks. So I installed the one I needed, tossed the rest and then I moved. And so I needed this particular adapter and sure enough, someone had, had sculpted it up and, uh, was able to uh, just print that and a, literally small pieces like that take 10, 20 minutes. And so uh, it's just like, you just think of it and it's in your hand 20 minutes later. That's awesome. Pretty fun. So, yeah. So there are some practical reasons to do it. And, um, and then I've also had yeah, like a friend makes um, a friend of mine makes uh, perfumes and he was like, I need something to hold these tiny little vials of that for samples, like this little one ounce glass bottles and so I just was like, okay, just measure the thing and let me know how, how tall it is. And I was able to just like design something and print off three of them that hold like 20 of them each uh, for him. And uh, he came and picked them up the next day. I even put his logo on the side of them. Uh, cool. And then oh, it's like, and then you can charge like, hey, just pay me, uh, you know, 15 bucks each or something. And yeah. you're like, okay, there's my filament cost for the month uh, <laughs> taken care of. It's so. like, it's like having a replicator in Star Trek. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's uh, but slower. <laughs> and are, not food, not edible. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one yeah. day. We're getting there. There are we're weeks that there. go by where I don't print anything, especially if I've got because I'll get on these rolls where I'll like have four designs printing at once, and then I'll paint them all on the same day and just post them. You know, uh, space them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's times when the printers are just sitting there, and I'm just like thinking of all the people that hit me up, being like, "Hey, can I get one of these?" And I'm like, "They're just sitting there wasting space," but. Uh, but it, it, in order to keep it fun, I can't overwhelm myself with like printing yeah. everything that everyone requests. It makes sense, so. absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you uh, tell all the listeners where they can find you and yeah. Um, and so all that. Uh, Lance Peter Luke on Instagram, and then also um, you just go to lancepeterluke.com to um, get links to my Patreon, and um, I've got a little shop on there if you're interested in the in the Black Series pin. Um, if they uh, if they start selling really well, I would love to make those blue and orange boxes because um, I've got the designs; they're real yeah. cute. Um, you heard it here. If you guys buy enough but, of these uh, really awesome it. pins, and I, I, uh, I dropped the I dropped the price on them, so uh, yeah, they're I think uh, five dollars cheaper than they were. I'm so sorry if you, you know what you should do: ago, <laughs> raise the price, and then we'll have a right. special Black Series Cantina discount code. coupon code. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> You know what? Let's here. Let's do it. If you use code right. Cantina, you get free shipping. Boom! Look at that. Boom! Look at that. I'm gonna make look it happen that. right now. Yep. Look at that. Yep. There Perfect. we go. So Mike, free shipping. Yep. And me, 
I'm uh, at Trusty Sidekick on Instagram, Mike Case on YouTube, and Mike Case 82 on the TikTok. If you want to go see that sexy sax video that <laughs> I I made, uh, that's all the cool stuff I did. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of videos recently. I did the Cantina, or not Cantina, did the Creature Pack. I did the Jet Trooper. I did. I've just done a bunch, a bunch of stuff. Go check them out; they're fun. So that's that's what I got going on. Yep, and you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's the same name at the Star Wars Black Series. You can also email us yeah. blackseriescantina at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter now. Yes, you can. Black, uh, is uh, it's it at Black? BS Cantina. I think it BS was. Cantina. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, also we have a YouTube, which we might post something. You never know. Just go subscribe there just in case. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Everybody knows we have Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon member, if you would like to become a member, go to our Patreon and we would really appreciate that. We have 24 right now. So we have a really good community over there. Um, yeah. So we appreciate it. If you we join. might even do giveaways in the future for exactly. Patreon members. So exactly. who knows? And just, you know, I'm not going to do it yet. Um, yeah. Uh, and then also remember code Cantina for uh, free shipping free for shipping. free sh- for free shipping on this fantastic pin right there from Landspeeder Luke. They're, and uh, everybody, go buy yourself a three D printer and then buy all this Landspeeder Luke stuff yeah. on Patreon. The pins are seven dollars right now with free shipping, so you can't be. Boom! We can't get better. Than That's that, amazing. Honestly. That's amazing. Um, I'm a, I'm thanks for having me on guys. I'm a little bummed that I don't get to listen to a new episode this week. <laughs> you're you're in it. I am listen to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen back every episode, so I'd recommend. Yeah, I'll probably give us a listen and then never do another podcast again. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> going to be like that's my know. voice. I, oh yeah, you get used to that real quick though, but it is yeah. weird at first, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening guys, and we'll see you in 2 weeks. Bye.